0: I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. And today, my guest is T.C. Pearsall. Hey. You are a, a 2015 graduate of Quincy University, currently working with the Quincy Herald Wig. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about T.C.'s road to Quincy University and life after graduation. So, T.C., thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem. We're glad to have you here. And, and let's just kind of start at the beginning. Uh, what brought you uh, to Quincy University?
1: Well, it was... Right, coming right off the heels of like a really unimpressive come and see day at Truman, they just really wanted to, me to be impressed with them, and I just really wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, my great uncle at the time he suggested that I go take a look at uh, QU because he was a QC graduate back in like back in the 50s. Uh, so I decided, hey, I'm gonna go take a look at this place, it's in my back backyard, and that would be so easy. So came to my, that one of the freshman come and see days and you just, in I just instantly felt like I could fit in here. Like this was, this was the place. Like you, you you're all, we're all familiar with that feeling of just belonging. I hate to sound like all cliched, but I, I felt like I belonged here.
0: That's great. And, and what did you decide to major in after coming and checking it out?
1: Well, I actually started out in education, uh, my freshman year, but uh, after a semester of that, I realized that it, that just really wasn't what I needed to be studying right now. So I took the skills that I was going to, that I was going to use to teach, which were English, language arts, writing, things like that, and I wanted to more directly apply that. So I went into communications into journalism and that's what I ended up uh, sticking with getting my bachelor's in it was it was a good time.
0: So maybe talk to to us about um those professors that helped you along the way in the communication world. Who who were they and 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 what did they what did they teach you?
1: Well, first first off would have been uh uh probably Travis Yates. Uh, he was really big in just finding ways to get me more hands on in, uh, just how to do like communication. He found, he helped me, uh, get up the, you know, courage, the, what all to start working at the newspaper at the newspaper here on campus. And that, that was one of the big, best decisions I made. Uh, another one was, uh, well, a little more topical, but Nora Baldner, mm-hmm. and she she was one of my uh, six advisors that I ended up having, but she really helped me figure out just what avenues I could take out there in the real world to apply this all this knowledge that I've paid to learn. So they those two were probably the the two biggest as far as communications is
0: concerned. And what is it that you uh, love about QU? It just,
1: it's, it's just big enough to feel like a big college campus, but it's just small enough to where it, you, if you really only try a little bit, you can get to know about 70% of the people really well. So it's a lot more of a close-knit, uh, like extended family-type atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I I agree as an as an alum of this fine institution, I I would echo that sentiment that it's just a a place where you really can find a find your niche and uh, and feel like you're part of that bigger family. Yeah. And what you know during your time here, you obviously were involved with the school newspaper. What other activities and organizations um, did you did you uh, get involved with?
1: Oh boy, uh, let's see. I was in. Marching band, all four years, uh, concert band, jazz band, a lot of music stuff (laughs) for a non-music major. Uh, I was part of the residence life staff most of my time here. Uh, I was chosen for the Kappa Kappa Psi music fraternity. Uh, Then I was also a part of uh, what was called the Brothers of Unity back then when they were first kind of starting up here on campus. Uh, i was I was in that group for a little while. Uh, then I was also in uh, Lambda Pita, the
0: communication fraternity. so it sounds like you really took full advantage of all the different uh, areas q u has to offer,
1: oh, yeah, just just looking at everything and seeing just what I liked and what I could do in in just as much as possible.
0: And I think it's probably time to take a brief break. When we come back, we're going to talk with TC about life after graduation. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. All right. Podcasting
1: from Quincy University's North Campus studio, this is From the Hawk's Nest, brought to you by the Office of Alumni, where we connect with alumni, discuss what is happening on campus, and all with the Franciscan
0: perspective. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm Matt Bergman. And today my guest is T.C. Pearsall, a 2015 graduate of Quincy University. And uh, we've talked about what took place here during his years at QU and all the things that he loved about QU. And now let's talk about life after graduation. Uh, You've been in the newspaper business since that day. And kind of tell us a little bit about the changes you've seen in that industry.
1: Yeah, I, I have. I just got a job at the, my local newspaper straight out of college, the Hannibal Courier Post. And they originally wanted a production designer. Well, me with my journalism degree, I figured, well, this will be a, a good foot in the door to, you know, finally get that byline. Well, uh, about two years down the line, and still a production designer, uh, I was getting pretty good at, you know, what I was getting paid to do, which was based off of skills I learned in one class here at Mm QU. But uh, then we eventually got bought up by Quincy, uh, Quincy media up here in town and uh, moved our, uh, my department up here. And I was a production designer then for about another, I'd say another year, another year and a half. And the executive editor came to me one day and said we're making some changes here around the staff we want to create this new position for you because we we really want you in the newsroom and so uh, that's how I became an editorial clerk that's what I'm still doing today so I'm handling you know all of the day-to-day uh, menial little writing up write them up jobs that the uh, rest of the editors really can't break away to get done so um, I haven't got that formal byline yet, other than, you know, some freelancing, but I'm, I'm a five-year professional aspiring journalist.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, talk, talk to us a little bit about the types of things that you do on a daily basis that, that you know, your QU uh, education helped you prepare for.
1: Well, uh, one of the biggest things that I've been doing is uh, working with families and funeral homes, uh, writing up the obituaries that you see in the paper, and all of the birthdays, engagements, weddings, all things like that. And along with, you know, applying the writing skills like that I've learned and honed here, I think one of the biggest skills that I learned here that I've ended up using in my professional career is just how to reach out and be compassionate with complete strangers. Like, I've never met these people, seen these people in my entire life, but as long as I know what they're going through, then I can kind of change my attitude for at least about five minutes to help them understand what they need to do and to help me help them.
0: Sure. You have adopted an idea that I think you like to call perfecting the art of being indispensable. So tell me more about that and how that's impacted your life.
1: Yes. I think it's, especially for students here at the university now, it's good to start getting good at saying yes to things. Like someone gives you like another responsibility, say yes, and then figure out how you're going to do it. And the more things that you can take on, the more responsibilities that you can handle under your belt that just makes you that little bit more important to an employer to your university to whoever it is who's giving you these responsibilities so then when the time comes for any some rewards or if people are getting cut through the company that makes you a little bit more likely to, you know get that extra 50 cents an hour or when the ship's sinking and people are diving out, you get to stay on the ship and help it not sink.
0: <laughs> Which... Absolutely. You're obviously a very motivated and driven individual, uh, but since grade school, you've had to deal with some significant health uh, issues. Uh, how have you balanced taking care of yourself while at the same time pursuing your goals?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, from the about fourth grade, I've been dealing with uh, what they call Uh, acute complex seizures. It's like almost where it's not epilepsy quite, but it's about 80% of the symptoms of it. Well, for about 13 years after fourth grade, we thought we had it licked. I hadn't, we hadn't dealt with any, you know, incidents or whatnot, but it was freshman year here when it all started, started popping back up again. And, uh, It's just kind of, it just one of those things that follows you wherever you go. And as long as I have this plan in place, as long as I have my emergency contacts and I got everything I need, medicine and whatnot at the ready, just on my regular basis, it was like, uh, what my newest doctor said, uh, don't be afraid to live your life. Just, uh, just don't live it on the top of a twenty-four foot ladder.
0: <laughs> Some good advice for anyone, exactly, <laughs> but especially in your situation.
1: So it's just to not be afraid of what I'm going through and not let that limit what I think I can do.
0: So that's had to have been uh, um, uh, really a challenge when you're when you always have that in the back of your mind and, and you know what, what do you really. You obviously have a plan in place and you prepare and you think about it. Is there any other advice you can give to people who might be in the same situation?
1: Yes. Just have a close circle of friends or family that you can entrust with all that information. And if you're in the workplace, if they're, just make sure your coworkers know as well. Because often we never know when these episodes might happen. So it's good to have people around that know what to do, because you're in that situation, you're not going to be able to communicate with them. So, yeah, to have a circle of people that you trust with all that information to help you through those episodes it's invaluable.
0: Well, TC, uh, thank you so much for taking some time and joining us here today on the show. Uh, we really appreciate having you here.
1: Eh, no problem.
0: And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk to alumni, uh, students, friars, and other friends of Quincy University and learn about their stories. I'm Matt Bergman, and it's always a great day to be a hawk.